Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. I am here today with someone you're probably going to remember, Chelsea Caps. She was on episode 17 of the Wake Up Call podcast, where she talked to us and shared her nuggets of wisdom around the, the lessons learned from learning to slow down and kind of stepping away from this hustle culture. And Chelsea and I have this, you know, unique friendship where we always seem to be in sync at certain parts of our lives. And one thing that we have had a lot of conversations around lately is just career, you know, jobs, all this pressure around hearing people leaving, right? You, you may yourself have heard a lot of the buzz around the great resignation coupled with the fact that it's the end of the year. And I think it instinctually starts, you know, you get that bug plan in your head of, do I need to look at something new for next year? And in this, you know, the conversations we've had, we've kind of looked at both sides of the equation, right? You certainly can leave. There's plenty of people leaving their jobs right now, but we've also had a lot of conversations around what if you stay, like, what are the opportunities if you stay in your job? And more than anything, it's about making an informed decision. So we thought it would be a fun conversation to have here on the podcast of just breaking down the pressures, the, you know, things to think about if you find yourself questioning is now my time to make a leap. And I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but Chelsea, I'm pumped to have you here and dig in this topic. So when you think about the great resignation, like what, what's shown up for you in your real life? Are you seeing people, you know, leave, whether it's at your company or a lot of dialogue coming up in your friends, like what's kind of shown up for you? Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me back. Always love to listen in my ears and and have these fun conversation with you. So great resignation. I mean, making headlines all over the place. I feel like much of the listeners and and you maybe have felt like, shit, is is this, do I need to make a move, right? It, It gives you pause to hear it make such national news coverage. And it makes, frankly, it, it triggers anxiety in, in making, are you making the right decision? Especially when you've got people around you that are doing the same. Like it kind of makes you question that, right? So for me, you know, in the last conversation we had, we talked a lot about a side hustle and sort of slowing that down and finding that balance with my my role at my corporate job and uh, working on the side. And I... I had really hit a good stride actually. And that's the reason why I was, I was making the side hustle less of a priority for myself. It was only when my manager who I was obsessed with still am to this day, um, put in her resignation that I really gave myself some pause. Like, you know, we'd made all these great strides and we were doing this great strategy and putting a plan in place. Um, it was only then, and that was around July. So it's, we're recording this, what, no, December 1st. So the last five or six months, I've done a lot of thinking um, in the sense of, 
do, is now the time to make a move. And I ultimately, and I've told this to a lot of people that ask this, ultimately now has not been the right time to make a move because I, I, and I say it this way, I feel like I have more to give here. And then what I mean by that is there are, I mean, I've been at this place for almost three and a half years, which feels like a little bit of eternity <laughs> if, if you're, if we're being honest here. Um, but I feel like I know the processes, right? I feel like this, it's stressful to start a new job, to learn the people, learn what the, how things work, what you can and can't do. And I feel like what I do have on my side is that knowledge and that rapport with people, the people that are still there. And so as a strategist by nature, I am constantly thinking of ways to make things better, ways to better improve com communications, plans, work to be done. And so I immediately went into and like leaned into that um, part of me over the past five months and had really hard conversations with the team to say, you know, do you agree with this? Could this be a way? Like basically finding opportunity to improve. Um, that's not to say that's been like super easy or, you know, I haven't thought about the what if is the grass going to be greener on the other side, but in a way I've taken this time to sort of plant some roots and see how to make the most out of what I'm currently doing. No, I mean, well said. And I think that you, you hit on a lot of important topics there and, you know, leading up to this interview, Chelsea and I were downloading and we're like, look, if it's your time to make a career change, absolutely do it. Listen, I've been in places where you're in a soul sucking job. You hate the culture, you're underpaid, you know, there is absolutely a time when if your job is impacting your mental health, it's definitely time to reevaluate, like by all means go. I think it's this notion though, of the seed that's planted because we're hearing about so many people leave. And then you're kind of like, well, well, shit, should I leave? And gosh, and I, I totally relate with the, what you're saying. I'm in a position now that my manager, he's amazing and he's retiring at the end of the year. And I think that uncertainty of who are you going to report to, right? That certainly factors in. And I think what it really boils down to is, not clouding your judgment with emotional decisions or getting swept up in inertia of what's going on around you. And when we were talking about like, what are the upsides of staying, you nailed it on the one of like the knowledge you already have in your job, like you, and, and that feeling of, is there still more left for me? And it hits on one of the main points we were thinking about with this episode is that there's a lot of growth that comes from discomfort. And sometimes in your job, the discomfort is staying and working through and navigating change, but the lessons you learn from it can be so powerful. How has that shown up for you as far as like, what growth would you say is emerging from you by staying in your current position? Absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head too. Like the alignment piece is big. I mean, they're not here to say you should stay at your job. Like if there's, if you want to go start a business and that's what you're being called to do. If you want to completely change your career, you want to get paid what you're worth. Like all of those are very valid reasons. Right. But in terms of, I think you even really nailed it with the unknown is the biggest discomfort. Who are you going to report to? What are we going to do now? Right. And so for me, the discomfort was sort of sitting with that and not using that as the catalyst to make immediate rash change. Because I mean, the, the pro side of jumping jobs is there's a lot of jobs to have, right? It's the, it's the worker's market. It's the buyer's market and in, in real estate, it's, it's the worker's market and, and sort of jobs searching and job hunting. And I think there's that, that's, that's a reality. But for me, I think 
the discomfort has come up in having to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, whether, and that means a lot of things for me. Um, that is the, you know, anxious thoughts of what will happen, what will be, but I think the strength that I'm gaining is in those moments being there for myself, whether that's making a plan when there isn't one. One of my key strengths is what I made a business about. It's what I'm really good at in my job. And so just kind of leaning on the strengths that I know to be had and then gaining alignment with people that I need around me, the support, like it's, it's that double, it's a one, two punch of creating a plan to, to help create some clarity in the unknown. But then the second hard piece of that, which is telling people about it, kind of, kind of that vulnerability in a way, like, Hey, I've kind of been working on this on the side. What do you think? I know this is so crazy, but what do you think if we did it this way? And what's been the most rewarding about that and sort of the value in staying with the discomfort is that people have gotten on board with it. And that to me is super fulfilling. They're like, well, actually, yeah, why don't we do it like that? Or yeah, let's socialize it over here. Or, and in fact, change can happen. And the situation that I'm in can be better than maybe it ever was meant to be in the old way, the way that I always knew it was right. It's just, it's been really miraculous to see as much change as I have in the past couple of months, really, where in a way it's, it's, everything's happens for a reason. Totally. And I love that what I'm picking up on when you say like trusting yourself and when you get through, like you really do start to build a muscle. I guess I'd say like, there's something powerful that happens when you get through difficult situations and something that I've been there a million times where I easily just like hit the eject button when things got tough. Like if I got to a situation with a job that I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm just going to go get another one. And then I quickly leapt to something else later in my career. I think I've taken some of that reactionary response out. And that's, you know, again, kind of the whole point of this conversation is it's separating fact from fiction. And we as humans want to avoid discomfort at all costs but when you really look at your job, right? There's a reason it's called a job. It's not something, it's not called vacation, right? Like there's going to be elements of your job that you don't like, sure. but can you really separate that, that fact from fiction? Like weighing pros and cons and understanding, am I having an emotional response to this? Like give it some time. How, like, do you really hate this job? Or is there just a certain piece that kind of grates your nerves? Okay. Now that's some, some data. How can you learn to reshape that experience of the particular, you know, I don't know if it's emails or you know, bosses that reach out to you after hours. I mean, whatever that specific thing might be, but maybe you, you actually distill it down to the one thing that's bothering you and address it. And I think that that's, we have an opportunity right now by staying because so many employers know people are leaving, people are jumping ship. Well, what if this creates the opportunity for you to speak up on what could make the work environment, your position better, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we can do hard things, right? Like that power that you get when you get over the hump, like that's such, that's so rewarding. And I think too, uh, to, to your point, it's about resetting or setting boundaries with yourself. What can you slough off a couple meetings that you don't really need to do? Is that what's draining your energy? Are you getting in early and staying late? Like how can you take back some of your time refocus your energy on the things you want to be doing, whether that's strategy or getting out in the field, you know, whatever it is that drew you to the job to begin with, how do you get more of that in your life? And, and maybe it's outside of work. Maybe you just sort of, I mean, not to do a bad job, but can you minimize the emotional 
toll that these things are taking on you because it is a job. You get paid to do a salary, you get commission on the sales you make, right? Like, but it is a job and it is only a fraction of the pie of life. And where else are you maybe not getting what you need that could maybe minimize some of the stressors that are happening in your day-to-day work life? I mean, we spend an ungodly amount of time at work, right? You want to do something that you love, you, you like at least. Maybe we don't go as yeah. far as you love, but that you like. But what else can you do to infuse happiness into your life that you maybe aren't? A hundred percent. And we're going to dig into that. So, so far it's kind of identifying the opportunities of maybe staying right in this time of the great resignation, you know, learning or witnessing the growth that comes from discomfort, you know, is it creating an opportunity for you to speak up about something that could be improved? Because maybe if you improve this one particular piece of the job, all of a sudden that job you hated isn't so terrible. And it, and it keeps you from having to make a leap, you know, but Something else that I think is coming up from this, a lot of realizations, right? We can say it's coupled with COVID, work from home life, right? Just a a massive recalibration that's happening for all of us. But something that's really cool that I think is coming up from this is just shifting this narrative that your job has power over you. And with that, the other thing I want to add is that I think we have to start taking accountability that our job is not our primary source for happiness. You know, you alluded to that. I think we allow a bad job, a job that drags us down to spill over in all areas of our life. But sometimes I think that it's easier to bucket your unhappiness on your job versus taking responsibility and acknowledging that there's more to me than my job. And some of these other parts need my attention, which goes into what you were saying about, we've got to learn to build more of our life outside of our job by, by what makes you happy. Like what are crafts, hobbies, getting outside, right? Like, I think you've done an exceptional job of that, of really bringing in more to your overall, like being Chelsea than your job, you know, like how has that shown up for you? Right. Absolutely. Well, I love something that you said to me. And that, you know, so much of our identity when we meet people, right? The first thing that they ask is like, what's your name? What do you do? Right? It somehow, some way along the way, our job becomes like that second tier identifier of who we are. Um, and so I, I it, it makes sense why we're so wrapped up into what that is. And, and we place so much importance on that. So absolutely. And I think there's some unlearning that has to go on there, you know, first to say, okay, what about this don't I like, what can I change? What have the power to change and, and figuring out the alignment piece? What, what do I need? And I think once you start unpacking that specifically with the job and what you do for the majority of your weeks, you start to see when you can identify what it is, that's really not in alignment for you, it's not, it's unsettling. You can then kind of look outside of that to say, is that a job problem or is that a me problem? Right. And then if it's, I am tired of sitting down for eight hours a day. Okay. Well, maybe we add in some walks. Maybe we add in a yoga class. I, I hate that I'm getting takeout every night because I'm so tired and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe we meal prep. You know what I mean? Like then those answers start to unfold. And then you see, you know, maybe it's that you feel lonely. You're not seeing your friends because you're so busy at work, like whatever it is that you're feeling, I think you can then easily address to how do you 
add back in those things that make you you and make you happy socially, wellness, love, whatever the thing is that, you know, makes up your pie. I know you've talked about the, the wheel of life or whatever before, um, you know, how do you kind of take the job, but then blow it out to the rest of those things. And, and where are you really pouring into yourself and, and reprioritizing yourself? I think I talked about it on the last episode a little bit. I felt like at a point, and this happens actually, this isn't just like a set it and forget it thing for me. I have to constantly be thinking about this, but it is quite easy for me to put myself on the back burner. I've, I've often in the past just been like, well, I don't need to do that, that being meal prep, the food, the things that actually have made me feel better in life. So I don't know. I just, I feel like there's that comes, I mean, you, you mentioned a muscle, like I feel like that is a muscle that you then work into your everyday decision-making that affect your life and, and all of that. So yeah, just continuing to, to put yourself first in all of those assets or on all those avenues rather. I love that. And you know, what's coming up for me too, is I once heard this saying that if you can name it, you can tame it. And I think sometimes what happens is when people are feeling so dissatisfied, all that they can name is the job, because that seems like that's just the thing that's most palpable. And to your point, we spend so much time there. And what's coming to mind for me is almost if you are in a position where you're feeling dissatisfied in your job, almost giving yourself, you know, I don't know, a month, a quarter, six months that you make no change in your job, but you take an inventory of yourself because I think we don't sit still long enough to really bring awareness to maybe where some of those deficits are. But my mind is going to, what if instead of, jumping to a new job right away. What if you took a specified time period and in that time you focused on leveling up the other facets of yourself? And you mentioned that wheel of life. Sometimes it's also called the web of life. Anyone out there, Google it. We'll, we'll tag it in the show notes here. If you're having a hard time, even thinking about like, where would I level up other areas of my life? Print this out. You'll see it. There's so much more to us other than our career, right? There's spirituality, friends, family, intimacy in our lives, financial health, our physical health, all those things. And I'm curious to see if you gave yourself the time that you poured into those other areas and then did like a reevaluation a month later, two months later, and notice what you're experiencing. Like what, how do you relate to your job now? Like, is it still sucking your soul? Okay. Well then maybe that's your green light of, you know what? I really do need to go get another job. But if your job was masking unhappiness and other parts of your life, maybe you start there. And what it also makes me think of is that as you start to up-level other areas of your life and enhance it and increase your happiness, you start to have this healthy level of detachment from your job because if you're anything like me, I tend to be super emotional. I also equate so much of my job, like it's a reflection of me, but guess what? It's not like it is a function that we show up. We do our job. We are not our jobs. And I think that when we can start to experience satisfaction in other areas of our life, we can learn that our primary conduit for happiness is not just your job. Like it's a, it's a piece of it. It's not all of it. Absolutely. I actually was reminded of a piece of wisdom from my manager. I, I referenced uh, at, the, at the beginning of the episode and the first bit of advice that she gave to me as I was like frantically being like, how do we fix this? And then like, you know, fire drop or fire drill. She's like, Chelsea, 
you cannot get emotionally attached to outcomes. Same thing and to your point, you cannot get emotionally attached to your job, how it goes, because there's a level of release from control that you can only do what you can do. That to-do list will be there tomorrow. I mean, that's something I have to continually tell myself, but you can't do it all in one day. My mom also loves to say, um, as I'm frantically, you know, saying all the things I have to do, she says, you can only eat the elephant one bite at a time as well. So, right, like detachment from your job, but also knowing that great things take time, big projects can't happen overnight. And, you know, I think there's an amount of pressure that we put on ourselves to be the best, to be perfect. And I think that goes back to our performance, our productivity being so ingrained into, it feels like our, our personality or who we are and our success and our worth in a way. So I, I agree, the more that we can detach the, our identity, detach our, our performance and our worth from our actual job, what it is and how it goes on the daily, like leveling out almost that ebb and flow to be a little bit more even keel I think the more successful and the more and the more fulfilled we will ultimately be in our lives to have it less yo-yo and more zen. Spot on. I mean, the more that we can separate our identity from our job, I think it lets you see things more objectively. I mean, I think about in my job, there's a lot of stressful things that come up, you know, in a nutshell, I help, you know, patients get very expensive drugs that make a big time difference in their overall well-being. And there are times that things happen that are outside of my control, but it represents a delay in this patient getting their therapy. And I mean, I used to get borderline ulcers over the, because I would think like, what more can I do? It's almost like I had a savior complex that came up, but what ended up happening is I was so reactive that I actually could not see solutions or think of something a little bit differently because I was so swept up in it. And I still a hundred percent care. And I do a damn good job at my job, but what I don't do and right, it flares up at times is really learning to create just that healthy separation. And I think it just, that story parallels that if we all start learning to just have a little bit of healthy distance from our job, you might actually surprise yourself that you perform better because you see solutions that you didn't see. You are not so reactive. You don't, and it also doesn't affect your well-being, right? You're not, you're not sinking with the ship, right? You're the one calling for help. And I don't know, getting the Coast Guard to come out on the life raft. I don't know, but it's just interesting. And, you know, I hope that as anyone out there listening, you know, Chelsea and I joke too, we're like, look, we could each be in different jobs three months from now. Who knows? I think the whole point of this dialogue is just to make sure if you are considering a change in your life, is it in alignment with what you really want? Or are you having a reaction, a response based on what's going on around you? And I think just considering some of these other, other facets or maybe the other side of the coin, just help you make a weighed out decision, either which way of what is personally right for you, not what other people are or are not doing around you. You know, we called it being a warrior from within. I remember in our early discussions, it was how can you sort of put on your armor, kind of toughen up, settle in, don't make that rash decision. And, you know, ask some of those questions, give yourself some perspectives. Are you waiting for someone else to make the decision? Are you waiting for someone else to tell you what to do? Or could this be your opportunity 
to step up and, and make a change, to have your voice be heard, to really experience some growth that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to, whether that's, you know, a promotion or that's a new role altogether or a different way, a different process you can implement. The options are limitless, but really taking that time to assess, let the dust settle of the change, whatever that may be, and really ask yourself, what could I, what difference could I make here with the knowledge that I have versus being the newbie at the next place where you won't have that same knowledge and that same expertise to, to be able to affect that change in the same amount of time. Mm, so good. So good. I just appreciate this. I envision this is just like, you know, Chelsea and I are virtually together, but I envision everyone out there. I hope you feel like this was just, you pulled up a chair with us just chatting about life because career does, I mean, it does take up a big chunk of our life, right? It's what we put a lot of time into, but I hope that this episode just gets you to think and realize your job is not all of you. And I love that. Just be that warrior from within and make decisions on what's right for you. Looking at the playing field objectively, making sure you're responding from a place in which you feel, you know, good in your life. Because when we make these decisions from lack, I think that's when we really find ourselves being very reactionary. So Chelsea, I just appreciate your insights. I appreciate digging into this with you and guys out there. If you are in that position that you're wondering, is this my time to leap or not? I hope that this just gives you some things to think about that you can weigh out what makes the most sense for you. So guys, I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. 